The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. It's been a while. Nice to see you again. I'm Derek, and this is going to be another edition of the, the monthly, monthly comics, comics cast. cast. Jeez, I forgot it, the name of it for a second there. Um, so that means, of course, that I have with me the cosmic comic guru, Dario. What's up, Dario? How you doing, guys? Good, good, good. And, of course, the world's greatest sidekick, if not the world's greatest D&D player, Paul! What's up, <laughs> what's up Paul? <laughs> what's up, guys? Um, how have you guys been? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, I don't know, a little busy, but it's good. That's good, yeah. That's good. Things are going okay at the store? Yeah, and I'm starting to take vacation time and stuff, which is good. So, Oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah, it looks like you need it. Yeah, I, do. I, didn't realize, I didn't realize until but last week I went to Maine to visit my parents and when I was there I was just like oh man I didn't even realize I needed a vacation <laughs> it's good to, it's good to get away for a little bit mm. mm-hmm. even if it's just a day trip or something yeah and I got to shop at a bunch of other comic shops which was a lot of fun I went to oh. uh, Castle Blanket Comics in Portland, Maine uh, which I used to shop there all the time when I was going to school there. Hmm. And then there's a new shop, well, for me, that was right down the street from where I went to school called Coast City Comics. And it's this really long uh, store that's packed floor to ceiling full of stuff. They have pinball machines in the back. It's crazy. I loved it. It was so much better than Castle Black and Comics. I liked wow. it a lot. Cool. Nice. Sounds and then good. I went to a place called Chris's Comics in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Huh. Nice. That's actually... A lot of- yeah, I'm sure. That's actually a cool idea to go visit different comic shops. Yeah. Anything good? Well, I went to when I went to Casablanca, they had nothing there that I wanted. They looked like they were really, really affected by COVID. I mean, their entire store was redesigned since I had last been there. It was like the aisles were huge. Mm-hmm. Like you could fit like five people in an aisle, like across. <laughs> and it was just it felt like it was just all new comics and trades. It wasn't Oh yeah, much. I mean, they had back issues there, but it was all new stuff. So I wasn't that impressed with that. And then uh, when I went to Coast City Comics, like I said, they had those pinball machines in the back and hmm. floor to ceiling stuff. And I was there for a good hour looking around, and I spent oh wow like sixty bucks on sixty bucks in comics and some pins and t-shirts. <laughs> and then when I went to Chris's Comics in New Hampshire, I bought the. I was telling Derek about it earlier. Um, Years ago, they put out these collected volumes of EC Comics and these big slipcases, like big oversized volumes. And I bought I bought one of those from them. I bought the Weird Science one. That's awesome. Yeah. I want the horror stuff, but the horror stuff is so expensive. It's yeah, like three hundred bucks for one mm-hmm. of them. I'm like, I don't want to drop three hundred bucks on something right now. 
So yeah, it's really. spent, instead of spent half that, it's spent 150. And what was nice, <laughs> just like the guy, the guy Chris who won, Chris's comics stopped to talk to me, and it didn't take too long. He was like, "Where are you from?" I go, "I'm from Fitchburg. I work at That's Entertainment." He goes, "I know That's Entertainment," and he knew Paul, not you, the owner, not you, right? Paul. And, uh, <laughs> and he talked about all these other people that he knew, and you know, it's a small world. I, you know, he knows all he knows about people I know, and we were just chit chatting about, wow. about the industry. It was a lot of fun. That's cool. Was he blonde haired? Was that? Was he blonde haired? Yeah, he has a long, his long hair and a beard. You, you know him too. He sounds familiar because they, because when it was same bat channel, they had a Chris that worked there. Oh no, no, this is a different Chris. Same, okay. same name, different person. Uh, well, same bat channel. Memories. I know that Chris. That was that was yeah, right. same channel. Yeah, a lot of fun. Okay, so, um, we're actually going to mix things up a little bit and try something different. Uh, because this week, uh, normally we'd start with reviews and then maybe do, you know, try to fit in our off the shelf and everything. But this week we're going to start with the off the shelf review. Um, we'll do our normal reviews after this. And hopefully if we have time, talk about a couple of, uh, movies and TV shows. So this month, uh, this was Dario's selection. And he chose Superman versus Muhammad Ali, which was a very interesting choice because I've never actually read this one. So take it away, Dario. Hey, so I picked this because much like you, I had never read it. I had, I had heard the story mm. of this book. Right. I'd seen it a couple times in person, like without getting a chance to actually like handle it and go through it. I'd go into a store and maybe it would be up high. Right. This was released in a big treasury size format in 1978. Um, it's a very famous treasury size format. Yeah, it's oversized, uh, bigger than tabloid size. Um, but maybe, I don't know when they re-released this. Let's see if I can find a release date on here. But they re-released it a few years back. I'll look at the indices here. Let's see. Um... 2010. They released it again in 2010. Mm. And uh, in two different ways. They released it in a deluxe edition format, which is what I have here. And it's oversized, but not treasury size. And I can't remember if they released it in softback as well, because this deluxe format's in hardcover. Anyway, uh, as Derek was saying, it's pretty famous um, because it's one of the first times that they had a superhero crossover with a real person. (laughs) You know, the big, huge, you know, kind of a bombastic personality, like the greatest superhero in comics, mm-hmm. albeit in the DC universe. Um, and it was also, you know, written by Denny O'Neill, who's a really good writer and very famous, and, and drawn by Neil Adams, who, you know, Paul loves Neil Adams' art as much as I do. I mean, yep. Batman, yeah. everything else he's worked on. Yes, Neil Adams, great artist, not such a great writer. No, oh, he's a terrible writer. The two of them had had a fantastic run with Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Absolutely, I remember when I when I first got out, like they they had collected all the Green Arrow, Green Lantern stuff into some trades. I remember when I got those, I just devoured them. I read them and was like, "This is amazing stuff." Mm. Yep. But anyway, um, some of the things that are famous about this book is the cover, um, and the cover has a bunch of famous personalities oh, in yeah. the audience watching the fight. Between Superman and Muhammad Ali, um, 
famous personalities at the time in the 70s. So it was President Carter was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard Cosell was in there. Um, I think Cher and Sonny Bono was in there. Um, <laughs> a bunch I've of met you, babe. In fact, there's, a, there's a list in the back of this book that, that shows everybody was in it. I think even. Is Frank Zappa in here? Let's take a look. Um, just to name a couple famous personalities. Uh, Joe Orlando, who worked for DC Comics. Um, Dick uh, Giordano, who worked for DC Comics, is there. Walt Simonson is in there. Plastic Man's in there. <laughs> What's in there? Aquaman's barely in there. Perry White's in there. Betty Ford. <laughs> Betty Ford's in everything. She's <laughs> <laughs> a national treasure, don't you know? Sure. Prince was in here. But instead, it's it's Diana Prince. But since oh. they put Diana and Wonder Woman in parentheses, they couldn't fit the word Prince after it, so they put it down below. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right. Prince wasn't around in '78. He, <laughs> he was around, but Captain Marvel Junior's in here. Anyway, um, I remember growing up seeing pictures of this, thinking it was amazing. So anyway, I never read it. Uh, it this very much, the story very very much kind of resonates um, the time it was written in. Um, oh yeah, it feels very much like product of the '70s and mm-hmm. early '80s, and I feel, feel like Denny O'Neill did a good job capturing Muhammad Ali. Like I don't know, I'm not like like 100 percent like uh, like know everything there is about Muhammad Ali, but I remember growing up and seeing film footage of him and listening to the way he talked and all that stuff. Right. And whenever he's whenever he's talking, it's like this is Muhammad. Yep. This is Muhammad Ali. He's talking to you. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He, when, he did when, a great job writing Muhammad Ali. Yeah, much, and then other than that, the story's just a standard: we're aliens, we want to destroy your planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna take over your planet, but we, but we, but we, but we, uh, we have honor through combat. So we want your greatest fighter to fight our greatest fighter. And since Muhammad Ali thinks he's the greatest fighter, and Superman's like, "Well, I'm Superman. I'm the greatest fighter." <laughs> they have to fight first to see who is the. Uh, who has the honor of fighting God? I don't even know what his name is. The bad guy's name? Is it like Bomzar or something crazy like that? <laughs> Some made up. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I'll find it. It's in here. He's a giant, giant purple alien, I think. He's green. Did they have. Thunder! They have- <laughs> <laughs> they're from the planet. They're from the planet. Uh, Boyce? B O. Oh, Bodesi? Oh, Bodesi. Audacious, anyway. dude. Audacious. I think they make a joke like that. Anyway, I liked a lot. Even even the the the, the Muhammad Ali realizes that Superman doesn't know how to actually fight. He relies on his superpowers too much. So since they're fighting under a red under a red sun, uh, Muhammad Ali has to train Superman out of blocks. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I liked it. You know, as goofy as the ending was, with uh, you know, sw- swapping out Superman to make him to disguise him as somebody else, so you can go, you know, stop the evil corrupt leader and right, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. I thought it was really Who good. Did they get Bruce Wayne? No, no, no. He uh, Superman lost to Muhammad Ali. Spoiler alert! And uh, but then he put on a disguise and went back to Earth so he could get his powers back because he couldn't he couldn't use his powers when he was fighting on the space station. Right. So after he got his power. Hours back, he destroyed he destroyed the alien ships, and then that way they didn't have to worry about the aliens attacking Earth while the fight was going on. Too bad. I think it would have been better if they had. I don't know if Mongol was on the battle planet. Yeah, Mongol, he wasn't invented then. He wasn't invented then. 
But no. it would have it would have been a it would have been a good point to have brought him in. What they should have done is they should have they should have canonized this and and made reference to it like and and <laughs> right yeah I could see that happening. We're not fighting Muhammad Ali. <laughs> you know that time Superman fought but, Muhammad but Ali. You- <laughs> you know, a little editor's note on the bottom: see Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> so, I agree with you overall. It was a pretty fun, um, a pretty fun book. Definitely, um, definitely from the seventies. You could tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, the the final plan was a little, you know, generic, but overall. It was pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed the parts where Muhammad Ali and Superman were training in the uh, inside the uh, Fortress of Solitude in this special dimension there. Yeah, they weren't in the Fortress of Solitude, were they? Oh yeah, no, they, they were. Yeah, but yeah. they were they were in a special dimension where time moves slower. Yeah, which is great. So that way he could get like he could get like a year's worth of training in ten minutes, but then the <laughs> aliens were figured it out. And they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> no fear. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so basically they had they had a rocky montage before rocky was even made yes. yeah 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 actually in much. 78 i think the first rocky movie was out by then uh, i think you're right um and going back to um the neil adams artwork there's a couple of close-ups of muhammad ali uh his face and he did a really good job capturing him that's because he was in his prime. Mm. Correct. Yeah, that was when he drew the best. <laughs> and there's one great shot. Um, I don't know if you can see it here. With it's a great shot of. Uh, oh, yeah, he's getting smacked right face. <laughs> yeah, Mo- Muhammad Ali's fist in Superman's face, <laughs> punching him, and it's just great. <laughs> Did you guys know that Joe Kubert uh, drew uh, drew the cover for this, but then it got re- he got replaced. I think he was supposed to do the. Entire thing, but he got replaced by Neil Adams. That was um, was that in I the can, in the I introduction? Yeah, yeah, it's in the introduction too. And in fact, I think the introduction has a picture of the of the, of the art piece because mm. I learned about this a few years ago, and I, I found a I found a I found a picture of it online. They show it in here in the back of the book. They have some sketch pages and stuff. Did they did they do it thinking that because Neil Neil drew it that it would sell more? Yeah, I think so. So like Joe I, was great. I got the um. They went with Neil because it looked more realistic. Mm, I got yeah, the in the seventies. He was. I got the uh, way out, wasn't he? Maybe. I got the digital version of this, but it's a, the deluxe edition. So it has some of the it has like the introduction and stuff, and it has that picture of the cover with who's Does it? on. Yeah, mine yeah. doesn't have that. Um, and it has the cover code to tell you everybody who's in it as well. Well, Alfred's in it, apparently. Ooh. Everyone's in it. Anybody who's anybody is in the audience. Yeah. And even Liberace's in there. <laughs> yeah, so I told you he's definitely in it. Um, yeah, so... I had, the orig- I had the original, but I don't have the original um, treasury size for this. I had an opportunity to buy it once, but it had... You know what Rat Chew is? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a right. book that a mouse or a rat had 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 eaten, and it had it was a big chunk of a corner of the book that was missed. Uh, 
thing and I was like, I can't buy that. I should have, cause I've never seen one again. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was nice to finally read it after, you know, hearing so much about it, you know, growing up reading comics, you always hear about the Superman versus Muhammad Ali, but I never really knew exactly what the story was. So I, it was pretty, pretty cool. It is not great. I mean, the fight scenes, the fight scenes are awesome. Yeah. And anytime, anytime Muhammad Ali is talking, Talking in this book is amazing. Yeah. He writes them right on. It is very much a 70s comic book. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So I like it. And I would I would recommend it to anybody who is who especially anybody who is interested in uh, comic book history as far as, mm. you know, just kind of one-off team done. Like another book like this. I mean, I'm sure Superman's met other real, like real life people in comics. Like I know he's met presidents and, you know, he's met people who work for DC comics in the comics, but sure. Sure. Like, like had an adventure and fought somebody. Right. And lost to them. So, um, this is Muhammad Ali's the greatest. He is. Indeed. He is. Well, it's like a butterfly. Things like a bee. Well, he was, unfortunately he has passed away, but, um, mm. so anything so, else you wanted to, Mention before we give our final verdict? No, I don't think so. I would just recommend it to anybody who is interested in this type of thing. And just looking in the treasury size edition books in general, because it's like you want to get your hands on this and then you start going down the rabbit hole of other mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. big size books they came out with for years. Oh some of the treasury some of the treasury ones are like are like the greatest thing that ever came out, hey. Mm-hmm. Superman versus Spider-Man. I love that yep. story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hulk, Hulk versus Batman. Yeah, that too. I love that. And that's got um, Jose Garcia Lopez as the artist on that. And I love his art. He's so good. Yep. I still I say I would love to see a another crossover with Marvel and DC, but where you have like each of the heroes fighting the other universe's villains. Yeah, I think you talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a fun one. Yeah, that would be fun. Maybe I'll have to write it. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, like so they, Batman, like Batman versus like Batman versus the Green Goblin. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Maybe yeah, that might be a good one. You remember Paul? We read remember email, that book. Read an email to Christios Gage. He's a oh, he's a, a local guy. He's a comic writer. Yep. Say write the story. Make it make it happen. <laughs> remember that book we were going to work on, Paul? The the big crossover. Do you remember that? Which one? Remember you and me Which were gonna we're gonna do a book years ago. We're gonna do a big Marvel DC crossover. Right. We we're gonna do that one, and then weren't we gonna do? Weren't we working on one where uh, like the angels were the bad guys and the devils were the good guys? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither yeah, ever happened. Late, eh? That's true. That's true. Um, so gold mine, sitting on a gold mine, guys. I'm sitting on something. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could sell it at that's entertainment for two ninety five. It's a bargain. <laughs> so this is actually two fifty. That way we can. That way we can undersell the mighty. Uh, we can undersell the mighty. Uh, mascots. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Keith. Yeah. 
Um, so that this is uh, this is this is good. It was a nice quick review. Um, so with the off the shelf books, we don't really give it a review score. We just say whether or not we would uh take it off take it off the shelf and recommend it or keep it on the shelf and let it collect dust and i as you said you would re- recommend it dario and i think i would as well i think it's worth uh worth taking off the shelf and reading definitely and paul uh you didn't even read it did nope. you <laughs> i read it i read it when it came out back in 78 oh that's yep. right you're that old yeah I am that old. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that's it for our off the shelf review. That went pretty well. So now it's time to move on to our regular reviews. And uh, before we do that, here's a little explanation of our rating system. Warning, warning, warning. We here at the monthly comics cast have our own special rating system. Based on the greatest weapon in all of comicdom, the Infinity Gauntlet. Starting with zero, which be would be a completely empty and useless gauntlet, going through the various stones, one through six, finished off by the greatest rating you could possibly get, a full Infinity Gauntlet. And of course, that would make four stones about average. So there you have it. Oh, and one more thing. We're probably going to spoil some things during our reviews. So uh, just make sure you keep that in mind. And if you don't want anything spoiled before you read the comic, then... uh, Oh, spoiler alert. Okay, so there you have it. There's our rating system. So, um, unfortunately, I do not have any books to review this month. I'm slacking again. Yes. So I will leave it up to you guys to cover for me. So why don't we start with you, Dario? What do you have to review this month? I have three books, gentlemen. Three. Ooh. I had a lot. And how many of them are DC? Two. Three. Three books. And if it means anything to you, they're almost all three DC books. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read some independent stuff, but it didn't make it to the pile because I want to go with these. So the first book I'm going to talk about is Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue mm. number one. And the cover is an homage to... A Superman book of the past. Maybe Superman number one? I can't remember. It's been a lot of times I've seen the cover of Superman number one. I believe so. The writer is Tom Taylor. The artist is Jim Timms. The colorist is Gabe Elbrib. Um, Dave Sharp is a letterer. And John Timms is also the cover artist. Um, so this doesn't... With, uh, with many of the things that are doing with DC now, they're not really telling you when these things are happening. Uh, they're still they're doing that. Not, they're also not telling you whether or not it's the main Earth or alternate Earth or mm. any of this stuff. It's a little confusing. Um, and they're still going down the, the road of, guys, you guys can do whatever you want, and we'll deal with it later. <laughs> so, Superman Son of Kal-El is exactly what it sounds like. It focuses on John Kent. And it tells us a little, it starts off with uh, Superman uh, 
Superman, Clark Kent, in space fighting an alien invasion. And uh, Green Lanterns, the Green Lanterns and Martian Manta showing up saying, we got this handled, go back to Earth. And he's like, yeah, but I, I, I can help. And they're like, we got this handled, go back to Earth, you have more important things to do. So Superman goes back to Earth, to the Fortress of Solitude, and Batman's standing Batman's like, I'm standing guard. Why are you in space? Superman's like, I'm fighting an alien invasion. He's like, it's an attempted alien invasion, and we have hundreds of people up there taking care of it. You're not needed here. Get inside the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> and Superman's like, but, but, and Batman's like, we got this handled. So <laughs> Superman goes in, and Wonder Woman's there. And Wonder Woman's like, where have you been? And he's like, I'm fighting an alien invasion. And she's like, Alleged alien invasion or attempted invasion. <laughs> we have a lot of people on this. You're not needed out there. Go in the other room. So, long story short, we find out that Superman's just trying to be busy because Lois is in labor. So nah. they show us they show us something that they hadn't shown before because we've dealt with John Kent already. He's been out around in the DC universe for maybe five years now. Right. And uh, but they had never shown the birth. So they showed the birth. You know that. Literally showed the whole the birth, but the kind of the, the little things that led up to it, and then they jump ahead and John's, a red sun? No, it was it was it was in the fortress. So who knows what they did to kind of ease her ease her birth, but it happened in the fortress of solitude. And then we jump ahead to present time ish. They like to call it now, so they're not really telling us what it is. <laughs> Clever. Uh oh, Dario froze. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Now we can. Now we can, yeah. You froze there for a I'm minute. Back. Yep. Well, I have stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, so we're in, present, we're in present day and John Kent's fighting a forest fire that we find out is being caused by a metahuman who is uh, a heat-based metahuman. And the army shows up and tries to shoot him or hit him with tranks or whatever they're trying to do. And John's <laughs> John... John stops him, stops the bullets, goes up, does what his dad taught him to do. He goes and defuses the situation by talking to the talking to the metahuman. He kind of finds out, you know, how to how to help him depower because this guy can't control his powers. And then he goes and he's going to take him back to the fortress of solitude or whatever. And the army's like, no, no, we'll take him, we'll take care of him. So John's like, okay, that's cool, we're all friends here. And then John goes to fly away, and then the army goes. Boom! And butts, him, butts the metahuman in the head and knocks him out. And John gets all pissed off. So they're setting up. Oh no, he froze Maybe again. We call him Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Maybe we should call him Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I think we're going to have to. <laughs> or, 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 or let's go old school and let's call him, let's call him the Ice Miser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. Are you still frozen? Nope, no, you're back. I'm back? Yep. Yeah, you're back, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> That's twice, huh? Yep. Yep. This is a brand new laptop. This shouldn't be happening to me. Mm-hmm. That's why you're anyway. you Doctor Who's. Yeah, yeah maybe. So, <laughs> um, so, long story short, I didn't love this issue. Um, rather than go over everything again, um, there's, a, there's that scene where he kind of shows you know, how his father raised him in order to defuse the situation instead of through punching, which is good, good storytelling. Mm. There's a scene where he goes and meets up with, uh, with um, Damian Wayne to establish their friend, you know, that they show that they're still friends and all that stuff. Now, the thing is that based on how Damian Wayne talks, it sounds like it's set during the storyline that's going on in the Robin book right now. But the way they draw Damian in here, they make him look like he's as old as John, but Mm. 
they've already done the weird John aged faster. So Damien's younger. Right. They did that weird thing. Yeah. So the way the, 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 when they're hanging out in here, it's like they're both the same age, huh. which I would rather them be the same age, you know, right. rather than them be teenagers or kids. <coughs> but anyway, um, I didn't necessarily love this book, but it's a number one and they're setting some stuff up. So I figure if I give it four or five issues, uh, if it doesn't pan out, then I'm going to be done with it. Um, my rating for this is three stones. Three. Ooh. Three. Wow. Which okay. is less than average. Just below the average. Mm-hmm. From DC. From Go DC. <laughs> All right. I didn't give it a growing review. So what else you got? So my second review is from Marvel Comics, and it's called Amazing Fantasy. Oh, cool. I wanted to read that. Yeah. Did that I'll say all that. Do you know if that sold out? It did not. Okay. Oh, his this. next question is: Can you put one in his box that <laughs> yeah, he'll just, pick uh, up about that he'll pick up about three months from now? Yeah. Yeah. Just remind me. Actually, I'm planning. So, I'm planning to go in tomorrow. So, hopefully. Oh, I've heard this story before. <laughs> right. Damn. <laughs> I've heard this song and dance. Damn. I will right. see you so, tomorrow, I, sir. Like Carrie Andrews. <laughs> Carrie. Andrews is spelled K-A-A-R-E. So, is that care? Is it? I think it might be Kari. The Kari? It might be. Might be. So, Kari Andrews is the cover artist, one of the artists, either three artists on the book, and the writer. The letter is VC's Joe Sabino, and the other two artists... This is Alex Horley and uh, Simone Bianchi. So, mm, I love I love Simone's artwork. The story starts out in World War II, focusing on Captain America. He's on a ship delivering an unknown cargo that's being guarded by a bunch of bunch of people, and they're sailing through German-infested waters. Soup's trying to. I mean, soups. Excuse me. Cap <laughs> is trying to. Uh, <laughs> Cap is trying to reassure one of the soldiers who's on the. Ver- of, 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 of freaking out. So he's like, relax, soldier. You'll see your wife and kids again. And then the Germans attack. They blow up the ship. Caps wakes up. He's underwater. He's like, oh, he's probably, you know, in his head, he's thinking that he promised these people would make it out. So he grabs the captain and he grabs the kid that he was t- talking to. He starts swimming for the surface and then everything turns black. And then we have the intro page and then Cap wakes up on an island he's got a beard <laughs> and the first thing he sees is uh, a chimera i think they're called chimera what's yep a half lion half eagle is it a chimera 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 a chimera shows up and roars at roars at cap and then another monster comes and grabs the chimera and flies away so cap's like i don't know what's going on there are two suns in the sky there's mystical beasts i don't know where i am uh he's trying to gain his bearings and then we move from them to Black Widow. <coughs> Black Widow is being trained in the Red Room, and she is winning and being the best in her class. And then she's pissing off her other her other classmates. <laughs> and then she tries to sneak out that night, and her rival classmate goes after her. She runs into the woods and is confronted by her mentor, who promptly shoots her in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As you do. And then we go to Spider-Man. Spider-Man's fighting Green, Green Goblin. 
all the people in town are like, are like, he's a menace, he's a menace. But Ken, but Spider Man's trying to fight fight Green Goblin. So when Spidey tries to tries to web up some debris that's falling towards the people the people of New York, Goblin throws a bomb at Spidey, goes right in front of his face and explodes, and then Spidey blacks out. And then when he wakes up, I'm beginning to see a, a pattern. Yeah, when when Spider Man wakes up, he's in a stew pot. Surrounded by all these frog people that are like that are like singing and dancing. <laughs> Spider Man's like, Spider Man's like, am I, a, am I in a stew pot? And he's looking around. And he's like, are there carrots floating in here? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> he makes a reference to that. Bugs Bunny cartoon. Nice. So, long story short, we find out that both Spider Man. Black Widow and Cap are on the same island, but they're in different spots on the island. And they meet up with Desians of the island, and they kind of team up with them just out of necessity. And Spider-Man's lucky because the the, the tribe he joins, um, his Uncle Ben's there. And he's like, Uncle Ben. Oh. And, and they have like a reunion. And Spider-Man's like, I don't know where I am. Um, I'm just glad you're here, but I don't know what's going on. And Uncle Ben's like, oh, you, you don't know what you don't know what's going on. Well, I I died. He goes, and if you're here now, then you're dead too. And then that's kind of how it ends. So we're under we're under the impression that all these heroes have died, and they're on this what do you want to call it? This this place where people go when they die. So purgatory could be could be anything. Limbo. Anyway, and that's a, it's a it's a five issue miniseries. This is issue one of five. It's interesting. It's unique. The story's not terrible. I was a little disjointed when they jumped to Black Widow because Black Widow, um, when they jumped to Black Widow, Spider Man, it's a little unclear as what's what's happening. But it's you know after the Spider Man segment, everything kind of falls in place and you kind of know what's happening there. Okay. So I give this. Uh, I'm going to give this an average rating because I'm interested enough to keep reading it, and I'm going to give it four. Hmm. Four stones. Good. I look forward to checking it out. And then the last book. On my list is another DC book, Gasp. <laughs> and this is a book that I, if you had asked me about it a week ago, I would have scoffed and said, I'm not touching that book with a 10-foot pole. Uh-huh. And if you had asked me a week before that, I would have said the same thing. Huh. It came out. I looked at it. I read the first few pages. I said, this is very interesting. And then I looked at who the writer was, and I said, okay, I need oh. to buy it. Oh. So it's called Superman and the Authority. Oh, <laughs> I I don't know anything about the authority. I've never read them. Oh, really? They're they're a wildcats kind of um wild. They're they're a wild <sighs> like they're they're part of Jim Lee's like yeah. Um, aren't they? I'm like trying to remember if it was Jim Lee now. Storm. Yeah, they're part of they're part of his IP. Yeah, I think it was Wildstorm. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of they were kind of like a uh almost like the boys. But not quite. But it was like a a that more intense, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. It was like a more brutal version of the Justice League, kind of. But anyway, right. so it's written by Grant Morrison. Mm. So that intrigued me, especially yes. after I had read the first few pages, and I was like, "Oh, this is very good." I am now intrigued. Um, well, color me intrigued. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the. The, the the often hidden intro page that tells everybody who worked on the book. Ugh, I wish I wish they would I do a standard. If I was the if I was the credits page, how deep in the book do you think it would be? 
Dead center. Second to the, second to the last page. <laughs> no, second to the last page makes sense. <laughs> second from the first page makes sense. This is two, three, That's a staples. four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight pages in. Wow. That's a totally random number. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, it's written by Grant Morrison. Wait, wait, wait. did you say eight pages in? Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a continuing from today's session. <laughs> that question, and it was the number eight. Oh yeah. If you put it on the side, what do you get? Infinity. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. And he walked up for a third time. <laughs> Let's go, Mister Freeze. Hey, buddy. Am I back? Yep, you're back. Yep, yep. You know what? <laughs> It's probably it's probably because I'm putting my I'm putting when I'm putting the book on top of the keyboard and it's probably touching this. I'm gonna try it again. Hold on. Yeah, stop touching it. Again. Yep. No. Nope. I thought maybe because uh, the cover is going on top of my where my you know how some laptops have that security thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you need to touch right. your fingerprint. Yeah. Thought maybe it was that. Anyway, uh, the artist is Mikel Jan. The colorist is Hoy. <laughs> you want it? You want to tell him or should I? <laughs> what, did I say, say something wrong? You froze well, again. Froze up, right, right, after. right in the middle of the colorist's name. You said the colorist's name is Hort. <laughs> and you froze. And you froze. Did I freeze? <laughs> maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe. Either way, that Listen, was good. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> we know it's you <laughs> anyway continue okay so anyway what I find interesting in this is that it's not this is not using our Superman if you look at the cover he's wearing the Kingdom Come logo oh shirt, yes yes so the story starts <clears throat> in 1963 where he's meeting with John F. Kennedy hmm. and and John F. Kennedy is telling him about how that um, that he's going to put a man on the moon. He's guaranteed. He's, he's he's looking to put a man on the moon by the end of the year, yeah, or by the end of by the end of the decade. And Superman's like, "I'll go right now." <laughs> well, that's basically what Superman's like. Well, you know, I can help with that. And John F. Kennedy, <clears throat> he's like, "No, no, this has to be humans doing it with human ingenuity." We, we we need you to help us protect our planet, but this has to be us proving that we are great and that you know that that we don't need we don't need to rely on superheroes. Sure. So sure. it's a pretty inspiring speech. And then Superman goes to the moon and there's a film reel of him watching the astronauts land and he's like clapping as the astronauts go and they put the flag down. So Superman's kind of watching them to make sure everything's okay, but he's not interfering. And then while that's going on. John F. Kennedy is assassinated, and they show that going on the bottom. Uh-huh. And then we flash to we flash to present day, and Manchester Black is at his apartment in the UK, and he's being he's being picked up by the government, and they're they're storming his apartment building, and Manchester Black is you know busy getting drunk and you know lighting a cigarette and swearing sure, at sure. him through the window. Mm-hmm. Did I freeze again? No. Keep going. You're doing good. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks guys. And Manchester Black gotcha. uses his powers, uses his powers to, to, to fight off, off the cops. And he's doing a good job. He's winning. 
and then all of a sudden um uh a helicopter comes over to, comes over to, uh, over the horizon of buildings and they just open fire on him and they just get him down the streets and then superman shows up and he does one of those superhero landings you know like oh yeah punches <laughs> the ground. yep and it's enough to cause enough to cause all the army guys to get knocked on their feet and then superman grabs manchester black and says i'll take it from here and he takes off uh-huh and when manchester black wakes up he's in the fortress of solitude which is the christopher reeves version of the fortress of solitude the one from the original superman movie oh neat the way he draws it is exactly like it was in the movie um cool he puts some silver age like trophy stuff in the, in there, but he has all the all the all the crystal uh, columns and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And Manchester Black's in this kind of a wheelchair kind of a deal. Um, he looks like he's paralyzed. His head's he can't move his head. He's having a hard time talking. And Superman's floating, uh, convince Manchester Black to help him on a mission. And Manchester Black's like, "What am I supposed to be the? Am I supposed to be the man in the wheelchair?" <laughs> That's part of your new super team because every super team needs a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> and he's he accuses Superman of torturing him. He's like, first of all, I'm not torturing you. And Superman, Manchester Black is like, is like, I'm in agony. And Superman's like, you're in agony because you're in that chair, and that chair is healing you. And the fact that you can feel that pain means hmm. that the chair is working. He's like, you're gonna be okay. Interesting. He's like, yeah, well, you. He's like, you used your heat vision on my spinal column, and it's it's it, and you, you you paralyzed me. And he's like, no, he's like, I used my heat vision on your spinal column to heal you, because if I hadn't helped you, you would be paralyzed. And then, so he's basically convincing Manchester Black that he's trying to help him. And in the course of the conversation, Superman reveals that he has lost a lot of his power. He he can't fly like he used to. He can hover and he can fly short distances, but he can't, can't fly like he used to. Can he leap Apparently, over tall buildings? I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can. <laughs> I have faith in the man. That's <laughs> it in a speeding bullet. Maybe. So Superman takes him into a room that has a phantom zone, phantom zone projector in it, and he's trying to explain to Manchester Black that, that the phantom zone criminals are on the verge of escaping from the phantom zone and that he needs their help. And long story short, Manchester Black eventually, over the course of the conversation, he's able to walk in. He's like, I'm He's like, I'm not helping you. Forget it. I'm done. I'm not your trained monkey. I'm taking off. And he goes to leave. And this is after Superman had given him his uh, inspiring speech. So the Phantom Zone criminals break out. They start to overpower Superman. And then Manchester Black shows up. He's like, all right, fine. Your speech worked. I'm here to help. So he helps Superman defeat the Phantom Zone criminals. And then Superman's basically telling him that he's going he's gonna to form a superhero team and he wants Manchester Black to be part of it. Hmm. And then to seal their deal... They have a toast, and I don't know what happens here. Like Manchester Black says, he needs to he needs to drink alcohol like a lot, or else something happens to him. Yeah, I don't. Do you know? What? I don't remember exactly. Um, I was never a huge Authority fan. I just have like a basic knowledge of them. So I have to look up. I have to look up what happened to him because Superman gave him mineral water instead of alcohol, and then he kind of he kind of collapsed. <laughs> So I don't know what happened there. Either, either Superman did that intentionally, or he didn't do it intentionally. I don't really know. And that's how it ends. It's a it's a four issue miniseries. It's super interesting. Sounds cool. Superman talks about how about how affected he was by the assassination of JFK, and that he wants to. He's like, we were superheroes, and we thought just by being here, things would be better. He's like, but I know now that we have to do something more. He goes, and I also know that it, 
I need to rely on people like you as opposed to people like Green Lantern and Batman and those guys. Mm. So he's going towards, I don't know what the authority means, but he's going this way instead of the old Justice League way. Mm. So means it'll be a little more seems, brutal, perhaps. It seems interesting. I have a lot of faith. You know how I feel about Graham Morrison. He's either really, really good or it's not. Right. Or it's not good at all. I feel the same exact way. And I feel like this is going to go into the really, really good category. And I'm giving this a five gems right now. Ooh, nice. Above average. And that is the end of my frozen. (laughs) 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 Wow. All right, Paul. It's your turn. <laughs> Try not to freeze on us. Yeah, well, Dario froze. Well, now Dario didn't froze, but there's, we, I don't even see you, Derek. Oh, really? Yeah, you're gone. You just dropped off the screen. Hmm. Are you still there, Derek? Yep, I'm still here. All right. I suppose since we're, if we're still recording, we're good. So Yeah, we're good. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, there's that face again. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, it's frozen. It's his icon. <laughs> anyway, Paul. Yo, I got two. I got two books. Well, I had I had two books. I can't find one of them. <laughs> um. Uh. So let let's get the bad out of let's get the bad out of the out of the out first. Oh boy. Uh, uh, yeah. Get you want to guess? Yeah, you got it. DC. <laughs> DC is the bad one. It's a mini series. Hmm. Well, it's not. It's not as bad as normal. Um, it's, uh, it's also a mini series. It's Checkmate number one. Oh, uh, Checkmate! What did you expect? Can you see it? Yeah, I wanted to try that, so I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The main. They have like a um. We got a lot of main characters, and hey, look at that! It was it was page five that you had all the credit. <laughs> so I got you beat by three. <laughs> all right, in this book, it's got the female, the female Manhunter. It's a female man, not just Manhunter. The female like man, female Manhunter. No, it's it's Manhunter, but it's, you know what I mean. It was the, it's a girl. Just so like a lady cop. It's not the robot. Then you have Steve Trevor, <clears throat> some guy called the King. It's not Elvis. <laughs> is it the Burger King? No. Oh, is it the Burger King? <laughs> no. <laughs> then they had you got Director Bones, Green Arrow, hmm. Question, Lois Lane, and supposedly Tatalia Al Ghul. They form. They <clears throat> for, what the premises of the book is. They form the see uh, to stop Leviathan that's run by uh is it Mark Shaw? Is that yeah, still this a is thing? A continuation of that Leviathan storyline that they were doing, right? Right. I had the wait a minute. I just wanna give you who's you know. All right. Brian Michael Bendis is the writer. Oh. Huh. Alec Alec Melville Mabed mm-hmm. is the art and cover. David Stewart is the colorist. Josh Reed is the letterist. Uh, Matt Taylor did the variant cover. And that's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> so 
it goes back and forth because it starts out with uh, Shaw talking to El, uh, Natalia in one of the um, the Legion of Assassinations hideouts. Mm-hmm. He, and he, he's like, well, you know, you had a Leviathan, so I took it from you. So she goes like, well, so what? So what do you want? You say, hey, look, you need a, you need another job, and they they go back and forth while this is happening. Damien is at uh, Leviathan. It, then it cuts. It, it went back and forth for like um, went from two years to two months, uh, two months time wise. Okay. Hmm. All right. So now they're two months later. Um, Damien's in this hangar where they had like a Leviathan high tech helicopter that I guess can teleport. Yeah. Leviathan okay. and teleportation technology. Right. Well, Don't they all? Mm-hmm. Natalia <laughs> and Damien stole a weight on it, and then when they when Leviathan teleported to uh, Markovia, mm-hmm. that's where they found they found them. And they had them captured. They had them like in a force, like in, like force fields. Mm-hmm. So Charles talking, talking, pumping, trying to pump Natalia for. Info and Damien's like you're under arrest, and he keeps saying you're under arrest, <laughs> like like you can do something. He's stuck in a freaking bubble. <laughs> That's how he goes. When I get out of here, I'm gonna burn you alive. <laughs> so it just went back and forth. All like the other members of Checkmate meet up in a in one of their underground hideouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's all it's all like espionage. Yeah, this whole this whole book is supposed to just be an espionage book, from what I right. gathered. And then it cuts to one part where you know how the, how you had like then, and now it's now. Mm-hmm. That's what they did in this book. Mm. It says now, Daily Planet. Lois is at her at her desk working on a project, and some some lady comes in called Allie. I don't know who she is. Um. You know, they got a package for you. And she goes, I'm disappointed that, you know, with the passing of your father, meaning Lois Lane's father. Oh, yeah. Right, I heard yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. That, that you would have had, you would have had a buy story on your perspective of your father. And she goes, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I'm still working on it. So don't worry about it. It's kind of really cold. And come to find out, so just the way this lady was talking, she uh, Lois picked up that she was working with Leviathan. Well, she is working with Leviathan, mm-hmm. and and she calls her out on it. She goes, "Well, how long have you been here? How long have you been working with Leviathan? And how long have you been? Were you working with Leviathan while you, as you were as long as working here, meaning the Daily Planet?" And and she kind of beat around. She kind of beat around the question. And she said, she goes, well, the lady goes, I really don't work here anymore. And she, like, she, like, faded out. Is it the Red like, Cloud girl? Is it the girl that becomes the Red Cloud? I don't know. Her, she's, like, an, more like an older woman, not a real old woman, but older than Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. With glasses and, and well, let's say, brown, blondish brown hair. Okay. So I don't know who it is then. So, well, the gift that she left him looked like it could be like a teleporter. It's like on a wristband. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Can you see that? Yeah. That's what that's what was in the box. So I don't know if it's like a, a mini teleporter, like a personal self teleporter, like maybe a one way. Yeah. To where to where they are. So she's looking out the window, you know, contemplating her next her next uh her move. Mm-hmm. And as she looks out the window, she's holding up she's holding up the um the teleporter thing. And halfway across, halfway across Metropolis, they got a sni- they got a sniper gun uh, aimed on her. Mm, wow! And it we it it goes next. Who is who is Damon Rose? Mm. And it's spelled D E D A E M O N and Rose, regular Rose. Mm. That's the next issue. Is that what it says? Yeah, until next issue, right? Huh. So huh. interesting. Is it? Um, <laughs> it's a little bit more interesting than the than the latest DC crap I've been reading. Well, what do you rate um, it then? Huh? What do you rate it then? I would I would I'd give it a three. But okay. I still right. want to pick up number two and three to see where this is going mm. before I pitch it over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the other book that I read and I wanted to review was Moon Knight number one. Of course. The Fist of Conchu. You there? It, yeah. Yep. It lived up. I have to say, with all the hype that they were giving this book, for a first, for a first issue, I want to say they, it lived up to it. It was very good. Really? Huh. Yep. They had... They made they took a spy they took a Spider Man villain like a B lister mm-hmm. and kind of amped him up. Who was that? Bushmaster? No. Who? It was Vermin. Ver- <laughs> Vermin. Vermin. Yes. Yeah. Right. I highly I I highly recommend it. What do you rate it? Interesting. I give it a five. Wow. Is it something you think? Um, that's the Moon Knight book, is it right? Yep. Is it something I mean, you, you know, think? It kind of, it kind of threw me off because I was looking, looking on like online, and they had I counted them. They had at least 40, 43 different covers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's got a TV show coming out. Yeah. I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Are you, uh, are you excited about the show, Paul? Yes. <laughs> I just hope it, I just hope it's not like crap. Mm. I don't but, think it will uh, but, be. I mean, lately, I mean, everything's been pretty good. Yeah. One division was pretty good. Winter Soldier was good. Loki was awesome. Mm. All right. Um, so yeah, I did a five. Nice. Maybe even a six. Oh, 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 oh wow! All right. You know what? I'm gonna change it. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to six, just so it gets under under Derek's Derek's skin. What was that, Paul? I'm sorry, you froze. <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll read it now. Now that you get such a rave review, up. Is it something that you think um, people that aren't that familiar with night, with Moon Knight might enjoy? Yes. Okay. Take that with a grain of salt, people. Anyway. So <laughs> uh-huh. Is that uh is that it for your reviews, Paul? 
Uh, yes, sir. That is it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So that'll do it for it's our views. Two more than you had. That, yes. That'll do it for our reviews for this month. Um, now we just wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, from the, uh, moving picture side of entertainment. And uh, the first thing we're going to... What? Talkies? Talkies. (laughs) The first thing we're going to talk about is the new animated series, Masters of the Universe Revelations. And of course, this is the big uh, Kevin Smith produced cartoon um, that is bringing back the He-Man franchise and this is supposed to be basically a direct continuation of the original cartoon. So, what are our thoughts on on this? I thought the, it was pretty damn close to perfect. I loved it. I loved it <laughs> so much. It was so, so good. Um, yeah, but you always like guys with loincloths. Oh, there was a... There was a bunch of them in, in the Pro last Pro. episode. <laughs> so, I have... Uh, a, a few years back, uh, they collected all the mini comics that came with the toys mm. into a, into a, into, a, into one volume. And I have that. I also have an, the encyclopedia for master universe that I had ordered thinking that it was the comics. So they released an encyclopedia first. And when I got it and I'm like, ah, just an encyclopedia, but I bought it cause I had ordered it. I'm like, whatever. I especially ordered it. I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, then like a year later, released the comics and I had never, I had read some of them and all of them. So after I watched the master universe, uh, TV show. I went and I started flipping through it, and I found references to the, that showed up in that cartoon that I had never known about. I'm like, hey, oh, I thought they made this up the TV show. This was in the comics. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even know. I know a lot of cool stuff. In those comics. I know like a couple of the other champions they showed um, were references from different areas to like like. Um, one of them was like the prototype He-Man and and uh, other stuff like that. Was it his name Faker? Faker's awesome. The fact that they use Faker in the cartoon, yeah, so like everything, everything from the sort of power splitting in two to the way that the, the very first episode when they kind of did like the, the the short prologue that told you what was going, you know, what led up yep. to that, mm-hmm. and all the still shots they showed, and they were done in the art style that was in. Like the first couple comics, there were just these really kind of gritty, not not cell shaded, you know, boldly outlined cartoons. Like yes, yep, and that kind of stuff. But it was done in the painted style of the comics, and just all the toy. Like the first episode was just a toy box of fun. Yeah, because we had stuff like the the, ro- the rotor machines, and then yep. the, mm-hmm. the the catap- the they weren't even a catapult. It was just a the the boulder thing that, yeah. that came mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they had a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Baker. They had the sky sleds. Yeah, yep. sky so those were those were always in the filmation cartoon. Yeah. So when they show like the land shark gun, like yeah. like, like vehicle. I was like, this is great. I love it. Um yeah, and they had a lot of cool characters in it. Like it was cool to see like Fisto and and Whiplash and all the cool stuff, and I like Roboto. Roboto. I like the I like the angle they took where after after He Man and Skeletor disappeared and magic was going away. I like how they made Trapjaw like the leader of this um, cult of of uh, like technophiles. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, 
That was interesting. You know what I liked about that too is it was very it was very like eighties level tech. Yes, it's like we worship mm-hmm. the motherboard. Yeah, binary ones and zeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think overall it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty good. The only thing is, I wish it was more than five episodes, but I know there'll be more it coming. Is. Yeah. Um, um. And they left it yeah, at I, without spoiling I, anything. They left it as at a really interesting place. Yeah, there's a lot of online hate for the Tila focus that they gave it, but I th- I knew from the get go that it was going to be Tila focused. Yeah, so I wasn't surprised. And I don't think it's I don't think it's the Tila show now. I think that's just the story arc. It is. So it is. it's just a story arc. Yeah. So I don't know. Overall, I I really I enjoyed it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Yeah, and I would rewatch that cartoon more than once. I liked it that much. I thought it was great. Mm. In fact, when I get done this podcast, I right, will watch the first episode. It was so good. <laughs> Go watch it straight through again. All right. Um, so next up, we just want to talk briefly about Black Widow, the movie Marvel movie that came out. And of course, so Paul hasn't seen this, so we're going to try to avoid spoilers and just basically talk about what we thought of the film. So what do you think, Dario? First of all, did you go to the theater or did you watch on Disney Plus? I saw it in the theater. I did too. And it was a lot of people there, but I, I I wasn't uncomfortable. I felt safe. My my theater um, didn't have a lot of people. I went to go see the O'Neills, and there was a decent amount of people there. Mm. And I went with a large group of people. Like there was probably twenty of us that went. Oh wow! So we took up two full rows. Well, not two full rows, but we took up two rows. <laughs> I went. I went by myself. Um, it was good. I liked a lot. I thought the storyline was good. I thought the action was good. Yeah, I really loved Taskmaster. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know if I loved Taskmaster. Um, I liked it. The character. I just wish it wasn't Taskmaster. Paul, one of the changes that they made with Taskmaster is that Taskmaster is not a mutant. Like in the in the comic, I think he's a mutant. He's got photographic reflexes. Mm. Right. And this, it's a in this, it's a chip. So it's not spoiling anything. It's just yeah. so, 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 so it's sort of like Prometheus. From DC? Right. Did he, did he have a chip in his head? He had it where he could, he had, um, he had like the disc of everybody's. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, it was kind of like that. Yeah. It had like all their special moves and scenarios mm. that he would study. That way when he went up against them, it was like, them fighting themselves in the mirror or whatever. Yeah. And this Taskmaster had a chip in his head, so if he saw it, he was able to repeat it. It wasn't a mutant thing. Yeah. But other than that, it was good. The fight scenes are great. I mean that's there's it's it's also not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. You can you guys can talk about it more if you want, because I'm gonna the only time I'm gonna see that is when it goes for free on D on Disney. That is yeah, I mean, October the stuff by the way. About his, yeah. Yeah, I'm in no rush. It's supposed to go free in October. Um, yeah, the uh-huh. the the Taskmaster thing was the only thing I didn't love about the movie. Um, again, if it was if it wasn't Taskmaster, I I would have been okay with it. But I wanted I wanted you know I I like Taskmaster in the comics, and I wish it was a little more like that. But anyway, uh, one other thing I loved was uh, Yelena. Played by uh, what's her name, Florence oh, Pugh. Ah, yeah. uh, she was hilarious. She was, great. she was so awesome. 
even even uh, the rest yeah, of the family. She's great. Yeah. If she's if she's gonna be Black Widow going forward, yes. I'm one hundred percent on board with her Black Widow going forward. Well, she's in the Hawkeye series, I believe, which is coming out in November. So that'll be awesome. She besides, was. Hmm? Besides the Red Guardian, did they show any other of the um? No. Of the Crimson God. Yeah. Well, Ursa Major was in it. Ursa Major was technically in it, but they didn't like say, "Hey, I'm Ursa Major." You know, he was just like he was. They didn't. They didn't refer to him by name. Yeah, and he didn't become a bear. But the yeah. team of Red Guardians in jail. He had, he arm wrestles a huge guy, and of course, Red Guardian wins. But the guy who played the person that was arm wrestling him came out and said that his character was Ursa Major in his human form. I don't mm. know if that's true or not. He came out and said it. Right. Well, we'll go with it. Why not? And no. and they did mention the Crimson Dynamo. Yeah, but, they mentioned the Crimson Dynamo. But only because, was it Yelena? One of them called Red Guardian Crimson Dynamo, and he was like, Red Guardian! <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy that played the Red Guardian, is mm-hmm. he the same guy that plays Opie on Son of Anarchy? Uh, I've never watched Son of Anarchy, so I don't know. He's the guy who was in Stranger Things, who played the cop in Stranger Things. The, the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff. Yeah, he was also in the last Hellboy movie, but I didn't see that because I've not heard good things. <laughs> it's not good. Mm. That's what I've heard. So yeah, so uh yeah. um I definitely say Paul when it comes out free when you get a chance, definitely check it out. It was worth uh it was worth watching. It was pretty good. What did they have what did they have for a for a, um an end credit? Um all right, well here here all right. So spoiler warning, but you know, we'll assume most people have seen it. The end credit was um Yelena went to a grave that turned out to be Natasha's grave, um, the Black Widow's grave, and she was, you know, visiting her sister's grave, and all of a sudden, um, what's her name shows up? Um, um, the Contessa, who was in... The one that was on the Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah, she shows up. Mm-hmm. She shows so we up. Wait, so we're waiting from... So we're Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, she so shows up, and basically they talk about they they f- you find out that she's working for the Contessa, um, and she wants a raise. <laughs> and then the Contessa shows her a picture of Hawkeye and tells her that Hawkeye's the one who killed the Black Widow. Um, so that's going to be her next target. Yeah, sets it up for sets it up for her to go after Hawkeye. Yeah, um, it also has a, a very strong. I get a very strong sense that they're, they're they're setting up the Dark Avengers. Now, Dark Avengers, or are they or are they setting up the Thunderbolt? That's the other thing I had heard. It could possibly be the Thunderbolt. It makes more sense that they would be a Thunderbolts, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. Instead of calling them Dark Avengers, you might just call them Thunderbolts. Yeah, probably. Is they're going to have Cap? And they're going to have Black Widow. Right. And then who knows who else will recruit. Maybe they'll recruit She-Hulk. Imagine that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but weren't they trying to, wasn't the contestants trying to get Zemo? I don't think so. 
Mm. That'd be good if Zemo yeah, that would. Zemo was in it, though. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Zemo's in it is Thunderbolts. It's a done deal. You know yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to see Citizen V. <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome. I want to see Zemo put a mask on for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to put on this ski mask for a hot second. Yeah. Thank uh, God there's no glue on this. Uh, <laughs> Here you go, fanboys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, there you go. That's Black Widow. So, finally, we are going to talk about Loki, which just finished the other week. All six episodes. And, uh, boy, was that something, huh? That was... I I, I really enjoyed it. Um and it just, it just, ah, I just, I love how it sort of introduced Kang. It opened up the multiverse and, and, uh, it really opened up a lot of cool possibilities going forward, which I'm very excited about. What'd you guys think? I think Paul liked it. Selfie screwed everybody. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> Selfie screwed everybody. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I did. I generally did not like Loki. Um, I feel. I feel like the first episode was just a huge recap, and mm-hmm. I felt like it was a lot of people just talking at each other for a long period of time, especially the ending. Sure, sure. I was just like three people in a room talking for forty-five minutes. So I didn't hate it, but if I were to give it a scale from the gauntlet, it's <laughs> a three for me. Three <laughs> is so is Morbius. I know Rama Tut is a variant. No, Mobius is, is not. Mobius a variant? No. No, I don't know who Mobius is. He might be made up for the show. No, he is a character in the comics. He's actually in the Is he? Oh uh, wait, I, I is, is he? So. No. The TVA is. I know. The that TVA much. the TVA is for sure. For sure. Listen to me. I didn't know who they were before the show. <laughs> I thought Mobius yeah. was. But. So I'm kind of in the middle of you guys like i i enjoyed it but i do see exactly the points you're making dario um but overall i enjoyed it because of i enjoyed it as like a stepping stone show to things they did. i liked i liked introdu- introducing the multiverse mm-hmm. i liked introducing sophie mm-hmm. i liked introducing mobius mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> and the Thanos oh, no, copter. Come on, you gotta love the Thanos copter. Yeah, the Thanos copter for sure. And, uh, and, and the frog Kang, Thor. Kang had the not frog. been in the last episode. I would, I would be full of hate for the show because if it was just Loki fighting, and he froze up again. <laughs> you go, buddy. Yeah, you're back. There you go. Hmm. <laughs> maybe, this computer, maybe this brand new laptop isn't designed to handle simple things like video. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think Kane I think Kane fucking with you. Yeah, exactly. Kane, yeah. Screwing with you. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? My favorite you know where the episode with the helicopter? Yep. In, yeah. in the Avenger Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the you know, all the Easter eggs. Yep. Yeah. My favorite part is when they were climbing down into the bulker, you can see that stupid frog in a glass jar yeah. <laughs> inches, inches away from Magella and I couldn't reach it. It was the best thing ever. Uh, that was cool. That was pretty cool. Bring on the bad guys. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I am looking forward to What If, which 
Well, that was going to be my next question. Actually, week after it sets, uh, August eleventh, it comes out. I wonder if I have that on my calendar. That's two weeks from now, I think. Mm-hmm. Slightly what less than two weeks. Animated or live action? It's, it's animated. animated. Anybody know like episodes or not? Yeah, they're gonna do. Um, they're gonna do uh, Peggy Peggy Carter as Captain uh, Britain. They're gonna do um, the Zombie World episode. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do. Um, there's one. Oh, they're gonna do one where one where um, T'Challa becomes becomes a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy instead of uh, Peter Quill. Yeah, he becomes Star Lord. Uh, uh, they're doing a Spider. They're doing a Spider Man one where he becomes the Punisher. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see the did you see the uh Marvel Legends figures that are coming out already for the Not all of them. What what if? They look pretty cool. And they they come with a build with a buildable watcher <laughs> figure which makes me, me want to cool. I want to get it just for the watcher figure. I want to get them yeah. all. Giant the Charlie Brown and a toga. The last uh, <laughs> The last series was like uh classic villains. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you see did you guys see the Haslab thing? The latest Haslab thing they're doing? Mm-hmm. Do you know what do you know what the Haslab is? Nope. So Haslab is this thing that Hasbro has started for their collectors. And it, they kind of started off as like a it's kind of like a Kickstarter in a way. And they pick a figure and they you know, oh, I heard about this. Yeah, and they do like a, um, a, they do a thing for it to see if they can get enough people to back it. And so, so far, they've done things like they built a full scale version of Jabba's sail barge that ma- that's to scale to the that's three cool. three quarter inch characters. They did a Unicron that's like three, almost three feet tall or something like that. Um, I mean, this stuff on the they're working on a Galactus. It looks like that is what I was going to say next. They're working on a 32 inch Galactus. This thing's huge. Yes. It it's very posable. Fingers are posable and everything. It has 70 points of articulation. Wow. This is cool. It comes with three it's different like face nothing. plates, including a, a, a skull face. Um, yeah, that's neat. it lights up. Oh, how much? Yeah, it's four hundred dollars. There's a there's a, a Sentinel too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're redoing Hero Quest. This is fun. Yeah, but the, the the Galactus is so cool, so cool. I wish I could have gotten the Unicron as well, but it's very cool. Look, look into this Unicron. That's Transformers, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. Expensive stuff, but good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. I spent I spent money on toys before, so I can do it again. There you go. <laughs> um, and pretty much everything ends up, you know, getting enough backers to go through. So, yeah. so, um, any last things to mention before we sign off for the night? Anything you guys wanted to add? I don't think so. Paul, we got anything? We got any, We got anything good coming out this week? This week, I don't know. I can tell you that I read there's a, a DC event coming up called Fear State, which I didn't know much about, but I did some reading, and it looks like it's a, a scarecrow-based <laughs> like mini event. And um, huh. there's going to be another Batman Fortnite. If you guys are into Batman Fortnite, it's just a one shot though. 
Mm. Yeah, it's like a quarter, isn't it? What's that? I thought the price for it was a quarter. Nah, you're kidding me. That can't be right. <laughs> I can check tomorrow. I, I thought it would be a regular price comic. Isn't and then, uh, um free comic book day coming up? Comic some day is in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's happening on the second Saturday in August. Mm. So that would make it the fourteenth. Hmm. Anything stand out? I don't even know. What, I don't even know what they're giving away yet. I haven't even seen the books. Apparently, we got them at the store, but I don't know where they are. Oh wow! John hit them on you. <laughs> yeah, maybe he does that. He gets them and he puts them in storage. Sometimes I don't even know that they came in. But I, I should find out because I don't know. What's, I don't even know what's coming out. So it's it's honestly not going to be as exciting as an event as we've had in the past. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, anything else you guys wanted to mention? Shang-Chi. That comes out next month, right? Or is that September? September. September. Yep. That was September. Yep. Yeah. And then I, the Eternals. I can't wait for that. Yeah, Shang-Chi looks good. And then Spider-Man. Yeah, it's going to be gonna be some good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. I think that's everything I mm-hmm. All right, well. I guess that will do it all for us this month. Uh, thank you guys for joining me once again. And, uh, and, uh, thank you all for listening out there. We really appreciate you. And until Nightwing freezes in his own computer, that's going to do it for us. Good night, everybody. Uh, Poor Nightwing. Good night. Uh, just Born. to let you know, Nightwing's like one of the few books that DC pushed out that worth reading. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that, Paul. You froze. <laughs> if you would like to contact the New England Society of Geeks podcast, you can do so by emailing us at nesogpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at nesogpodcast. And you can find us on Instagram at nesogpod. In addition, you can find us on Facebook at our New England Society of Geeks page and while you're at it, we would really appreciate it if you could give us some ratings or reviews on wherever you listen to us. It would help other people find us and enjoy us as much as you hopefully do. We thank you all for listening. <laughs>